previously on Obedience Podcast. Can you guys share your journey to working on your mental health? I have to go get help or I'm not, I can't live. Do you believe Christians need therapy? Me going to therapy or anything, it doesn't mean I don't have faith in God. It Mm -hmm. means I trust God and I trust him enough to know Mm -hmm. that I know to get help. Do you guys believe that the church community is doing enough in regards to mental health? We are the body of Christ. And you know, Shamiko may have went through something. I need and I need to share that with her because she can give me, you know, you know, you're gonna get through this. She can encourage me in that area. What was one of you guys' main reason for getting help through therapy? Oh, this is a hot moment. Oh so the main reason for me uh was learning how to eat again. Do y'all think that therapy is a last result or do you think it's an addition to your faith? I was going about it as therapy is um a last resort. When I should have just made it an addition mm-hmm. to help me through my faith journey. But I never think it's a replacement. We still have a lot of work to do, but I'm happy that it the work has begun. Obedience, 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 obedience. Obedience is a cornerstone of our faith in God. Hebrews 11 and 1. Now faith is confidence in what we hope for. It assures about what we do not see. Being obedient requires faith in God. Without faith, it is impossible to follow God. I will. Obedience. Obedience. Obey God. Do you guys think that mental health has become a fad? Next thing, <laughs> elaborate. What? So, like, like yeah, like, do you think that people are just like, they think it's cool to have a mental health issue? I would hope. Not, I mean, if I had to get in on any fad, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> it would have it would have to do with uh, mental health. You know, um, I think it's important. It. Yeah, and I do think it's important. Like when we talk about you know mental health or depression or anxiety or whatever the thing, um, it is you know being sad. That's normal. People get sad, and just mm-hmm. because you're sad you're not depressed. Mm -hmm. It's a difference between having a bad day, maybe a bad week, Mm -hmm. then like how she was saying, you know, when her parents had had a bad few years or a bad few months. So, um, I don't, I don't think, I want to say, I don't think it's a fad. I do think the more people are talking about it, just Mm -hmm. as here on Obedience Pod, that more people are becoming comfortable or being more transparent. Mm -hmm. And I think, um, when we do look on social media and we see all these different things where people saying, yeah, I'm depressed too. I'm depressed too. I don't think it's like, Hey, I want to be like you or mm-hmm. I'm trying to get in style. It's like, Oh, it's, a, it, it's a relief because I'm not yeah. the only mm-hmm. one. It's it's okay. Like, yeah, it's okay. It's not just something wrong with me. Mm-hmm. And I think the thing is to look at when we think of mental health, I think you was just talking about the pastor that, um, committed suicide that mm-hmm. I mean that shows you like the different levels um we have Kate Spade a fashion mm-hmm. designer that committed suicide mm-hmm. so no I don't think it's a fad I think um the cover is coming off mm-hmm. and we're seeing that this is not just a mobile thing this is mm-hmm. not a black thing mm-hmm. it's not a white thing mm-hmm. this is a human mm-hmm. you know this is a so yeah, yeah. About you, Um, I, I can I can agree with some of what you're saying, but as a 
exennial. Mm-hmm. You know, I got a foot in both yeah. generations. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> um, <laughs> do. Um, but I've seen, especially in millennials, mm-hmm. that... Um, Ma'am. I think I'm part of millennial, too. I, I, like I said, I have a foot in both. No. So I, okay. Um, <laughs> but especially in the millennial, and, and even though you are, you're not that much younger. I'm talking about like the true, like millennial, like yeah. 1990, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, it's, it's kind of like, oh, this is the cool thing. Let's talk about, you know, being open about this as the new hip hipster cool thing Mm -hmm. and yes that is um so I feel like it's a it is becoming a fad in Mm -hmm. that sense and at the same time it's helpful Mm. um because it is creating that space Mm -hmm. for the this current generation millennials Mm -hmm. um younger people especially to say okay you deal with that and it's okay for me to say that I deal with it too. Mm-hmm. It's okay for me to seek help because you're talking about yeah. you're seeking help. Um, so I think it's, it is becoming a little bit of a fad, but it's also a very helpful thing that it is, you know, people, young people especially are be being so transparent mm-hmm. um, about the things that they deal with um, and making their peers feel like, okay, it's safe. Like you're not, I'm not mm-hmm. going to be bullied yes. um, or anything like that. It's safe for me to, talk about these things with my peers so mm-hmm. I love that a helpful thing yeah I trademark it I look at it just like you looked at it but I didn't I didn't see it as helpful mm-hmm. you know um I actually got this excerpt from a reddit user mm-hmm. I'm being millennial um <laughs> He wrote, while there is nothing wrong with supporting mental health awareness, there are loads of people who claim or over-exaggerate to have such illnesses or disorders just to get sympathy or attention. Mm -hmm. And I feel like sometimes it can be overused and people aren't like, let's use bipolar, for example. Mm -hmm. Like that's a serious illness. But people... If somebody has a bad day one day and then the next day or they come in different, simple, simple yeah. mood swing. Yeah, mm-hmm. they's like, oh, they're bipolar. It's like, no, no. they just they just have a mood swing. Yeah. And being human, this yes. is human. Yeah. Nobody's happy all the time. And, no. and so that's how I was looking at it. As far as yeah, it may be becoming a fad just because people are so quick to claim something that's not over their yes. lives. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is helpful because more people like know about it. Mm-hmm. I know recently. Um, there was an issue, I think, Forever 21 and H&M, H&M, one of those people, um, they had, like, mental illnesses on sweatshirts. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, mm, no. it's, it's, this is serious, you yeah. know? This isn't just something fashion-worthy, right. you know? Or, like, a lot of artists out there are being open now about having mental issues. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of like sometimes teenagers maybe may want to be, like, their favorite singer and, like, well, they have bipolar disorder, so, you know, I may have it, too, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but that's not always the case. So, I know it's, like, real illnesses out there, and there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with it. It's just I want people to be kind of careful of yes. just grabbing other people's issues. Yes. I know, like, with me, for a lot, of, I didn't want to accept my anxiety because mm-hmm. I felt like maybe I just feel this way because there's a lot of people out there saying that their anxiety mm-hmm. is acting up. So, maybe I'm just, like, mm-hmm. what is it, when you, like grab somebody else stuff. Mm-hmm. 
I can't think of the word, but maybe I'm just like feeding off what they're saying. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's why I'm feeling like this. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, if you're not around people and it's a completely different day and you're feeling these thoughts, yeah, it's it's not because of what this one person said. It's what's truly going on within you. Mm-hmm. So that's why I like to die my anxiety mm-hmm. for so long. And a lot, a lot of people self-diagnose, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, if you think that you have an issue, go get diagnosed. Yeah. Yes. From a professional, yes. mm-hmm. don't just like diagnose yourself. Stay yeah. off web empty. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I do not allow myself to Google. Y'all ain't got nothing to say after this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think y'all hit on it perfectly. I mean, y'all took what I said. So yeah, I definitely do like what all y'all said. I definitely do appreciate like people are being open about it. Um, I definitely I pray nobody you know playing around with and saying they bipolar and whatever. Um, I think it has to do back with the people not being educated on what exactly what it is. Um, so, yeah, I definitely hope that it's not a fad. I, I think, well, I hope people continue to talk about it and people become more aware of mental health. Well, how do you guys feel about medication um, in regards to mental health? Um, I do. Um, feel medication. I think y'all asked about therapy earlier. You know, is it something you do in addition to? And mm-hmm. I think um, uh, medication in regards to mental health, you know, I believe in, I take, have taken medication. I do take medication, you mm-hmm. know. Um, not ashamed of it, you know. Um, and I think the great thing about it is you know, even though I continue to take it, you know, for what I deal with, um, I think to let, like, the viewers know, you know, just in case you do have an issue, you know, if you take medication, it doesn't mean, it doesn't have to be a permanent thing, mm-hmm. you know, and it's nothing about it, you know, I think I've said this before at the event, mm-hmm. you told me, you know, like, we were talking about cancer and stuff like that, you know, if you find out you have cancer, you're going to chemo, you know what I mean? If you got diabetes or whatever, you're going to go to dialysis. Mm-hmm. If something's going on with your mind, you know, why wouldn't we want to take care of our mind? Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, we're talking about scripture and Christian. And I think we have to understand, like, when the enemy and the devil attacks us, you know, one of the main things he does, he attacks us with the mind first. Mm-hmm. You know, he attacks us with our mind. Mm-hmm. And if the enemy could get in your mind, mm-hmm. he can start, you know, as you say, you're thinking about your sickness and you're thinking about, so, yeah, we have to pray for our mind. We have mm-hmm. to treat our mind. But, you know, I'm all for, you know, medication, you know, and not about abusing it or anything, mm-hmm. but, you know, just, you know, take care of your mental health just like you would do anything. Mm-hmm. That's so good because you. I mean, we fix up our clothes, take it to the mechanic. Yeah. When, we, yeah. when it's broke down, yeah. right? So, what about our minds? Why not do the same? You know. Um, I definitely feel that medication is a great tool <clears throat> to have. Um, because um, on the more practical, scientific side of it, biology major. Hello. Are <laughs> <laughs> you a biology major? Yeah. Yes. Chemistry minor. Oh, um, wow. <laughs> you smart. But, just a little nerdy um but um you may very well have a chemical imbalance Mm -hmm. that is making you feel the way that you feel Mm -hmm. that requires medication Mm -hmm. it may not just be the circumstances Mm -hmm. that you are dealing with that are creating 
the feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, and some people literally need medication to fix something that is biologically wrong mm-hmm. in their brain. I'm one of those people. Mm-hmm. Um, I have major um, depressive disorder mm-hmm. and I have anxiety. And, you know, that sounds like a, the normal things. But with the major depressive disorder, I, I don't have natural coping skills. So when things go wrong, I, my brain, naturally, I am at, I'm low, 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 low. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if I'm not on my medication, that, you know, something that a normal person mm-hmm. with normal brain physiology can just, you know, let me do this, um, you know, let me problem solve this. I am in complete despair mm-hmm. because of the physiology of my brain. Mm-hmm. So um, I definitely feel that it's necessary um, for some people. Um, there's nothing to be ashamed of, ashamed of. I had to come to that realization myself because I would be so ashamed of it because I was so, as she said, I'm so smart. Um, <laughs> I literally had a professor at my lovely Christian university that I went to that told me that I didn't need medication when I was, cause I didn't know how to cope with, I had never had that much stress before mm-hmm. to be in, um, you know, a biology major, chemistry minor, wanting to go to med school. I didn't have that much stress. And so I'm trying to talk to her about it. And she's like, you don't need, no one needs medication. You can just think your way out of that and stop feeling that. You don't, why are you saying, like, get over it? Mm-hmm. When mm-hmm. I'm having panic attacks about your class, yeah. just get over Just, you don't mm-hmm. need, why are you even, you know? Um, so, you know, that's just the, the angle that I wanted to speak from is that sometimes you really do have something physiolo- mm-hmm. physiologically wrong. Mm-hmm. And it's okay for you to have that medication to help you fix that and deal with that so that you can have a normal life. No, nah, that's the devil. That's the devil. And that's like what people be saying and whatnot, like Christians, because they're not educated on the psycho. What's the word you use? The physiology of the, you know, the brain chemistry. Yes, mm-hmm. and we're not educating on those things. So we automatically say, oh, that's the devil. So we anything that we don't know or we're not educated on, we just say, oh, that's the devil because we don't know about those things. So, yeah, that's a good point. Thank you for bringing up that point. Chemistry, maybe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 Um, but I remember talking to you about, um, Mm -hmm. medication before, Mm -hmm. um, because I remember saying, you know, I do want to talk to, um, a psychologist who could possibly prescribe me something if I needed it. Exactly. Um, and so, I mean, I remember that's when you told me that you were on medication Mm -hmm. and it didn't have to be permanent and Mm -hmm. things like that. Um, and I truly believe that. Not like you said, not all the times, but sometimes you may need it. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't depend on it if no. you don't need it. Like you, yeah. you know that you have to be on yeah. it, and it's it's harmful for you to get off. Yeah. Um, but if you don't have to be on it, I wouldn't say just take it and you don't need it. Right. But if you know that if you get off of it and you feel the same way you were feeling before, get back on it. You know, I know some people hate to be on that medication. Mm-hmm. Um, the mental medication. I can say I hate to be on my um, my heart rate medication, mm-hmm. 
Um, just because I'm just like, I don't want to be forced to appeal every single day. Um, so I know there are some people out there like that. Mm -hmm. Um, some people who have diabetes hate to take the insulin every single day. (laughs) Yeah. I'm talking about you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I like to think, well, actually my aunt, I talked to her one day and she was just like, um, I know that you probably hate taking the medicine, um, but just think it's there and it's there to help you. Um, and God helped whoever created that medicine. He gifted them with the brain mm-hmm. to come up with the medicine and the medicine is helping you. But, you know, I, um, like we talked about in the other episode, I pray over all my pills before I put them in my mouth. Yes. Um, just so God, I mean, so the pills can do the work that God intended for them to do. Mm-hmm. So I know it's not the pill working for me. It's God working within the pill. Yes. Um, I love that. No yes. kind of thing. No harm <laughs> to the back. So um, I'm not on any medication for my mental health, but I'm not opposed to it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. What about you, Ashley? I don't think you answered that. No, I don't take any medications. Um, but I would, I would, I don't like taking pills. Like yeah. I could be having a headache, but I'm just like, I'm just gonna go for a walk. Yeah, drink some water. Go lay down. Yeah, water, water heal everything. Yeah. <laughs> take some robots. <laughs> So we have had a great discussion on how we all, well, our journey to um, therapy and mental health. And we had some hot moments, mm-hmm. open, honest, hold on, that's wrong, honest, I'm open, open. <laughs> and transparent. <laughs> We've had a lot of those moments and we're going to have even more. But right now we're going to get into fellowship time. fellowship time we wanted to discuss donnie mcclurkin interview on sister circle have you guys seen it i have not what happened okay (laughs) so um (laughs) so in the interview he was being very honest um he talked about how as a pastor there's so much on him because he has to be there for so many people so many people depend on him and so when are there moments for just him? Um, he also talked about, um, make sure I say this right, being someone who has to hear other people's issue and talk them through it. Mm-hmm. Um, he finds himself going through their issues mm-hmm. before they actually talk about it and that being difficult for him as well. I'll be sure to put the link to that interview down below. But one thing he said in the interview um, that really pointed out to me was he believes that God is the healer and he made psychological science for us to mm-hmm. have someone to go out and talk to. Mm-hmm. And so that was my main takeaway from that interview. What about you, Ashley? Because mm-hmm. I know that you actually um, sent it to me. The same thing. I was just like, Pastor! Pastor! You better say that, Pastor! Uh, but yeah, um, and the other thing 
thing that pointed out to me was, I don't know if you heard this part, he was talking about how he was writing a letter, you know, he was just like, God, this isn't supposed to be like this, because he, he also suffers with um, um, mental health as well. He didn't say, like, a specific one, but he says mm-hmm. that he sees a, a therapist, mm-hmm. and it had gotten so heavy on him that day that he just wanted to end it all. And I was just like, wow, he's being like really open. I'm glad that he was open about that and mm-hmm. saying that he does see a therapist too. And I was just like, I really wish like other ministers and uh, people in, in leadership in the church would, in, lit- in leadership period, but mm-hmm. especially within the church, would go and seek therapy because it is so important. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad that I was able to like just start it and what the difference that it has made in my life. Mm-hmm. So. It it struck to me too because he's an older pastor. Yeah. yeah, you know these days we'll see younger it's pastors easy. talk mm-hmm. about mental health very openly mm-hmm. because they get it. Like that's mm-hmm. the man on your side, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I know one thing about millennials they're very self aware, and so I think that's one thing why they're like so open to talking about right. mental health mm-hmm. issues because right. they're like, okay, I see my parents, and I don't want to end up like them. Exactly. <laughs> so. Exactly. Um, a lot of younger pastors are open to mental health issues, but a lot of older pastors are not. Mm-hmm. And just to see him be so open about it, and he is older, mm-hmm. it was like, wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You guys should go check it out when you have, yes. have a chance. Um, Kale from oh, um, yeah. Keenan and Kale. Oh, yes. He became yes. a pastor. I did yes. see that. Good <laughs> murder. Yes. In church. Uh-huh. Yes. So that's exciting for him. It is. Well, I actually saw something on social media, and I hate I don't remember his name, but um, as y'all were discussing, um, Donnie McClurkin, that um, is a very public pastor, actually said that he was going on a sabbatical. Yes, I um, saw that too. Yes, that mm-hmm. he basically was saying that he needed rest and he needed some time off. And mm-hmm. um, I just thought that was very, um, you know, how we've been talking about faith and mental health mm-hmm. and so much. And I just have a lot of respect for him for being transparent that he needs, you mm-hmm. know, he's, I think he said he preaches four sermons a day. And, you know, he's never took, you know, time off, but he's going, he's taking off, you know, and just to be, you know, just one in nature. Exactly. The title that I saw when I saw it, it said that he felt far from God. And that's scary as a minister to feel far from God. Exactly. That's so dangerous. I'm just happy he was able to realize and knew the steps to, in order to like, okay, I'm far from God. Let me stop everything. Some Mm -hmm. people just would have kept going. Yeah. Yeah. Would have tried to like let me keep pretending and get through this, and then you know, God forbid, it probably would have led to suicide or anything yeah. like that. So Beyonce has a new interview out with Elle magazine, mm-hmm. and in the interview, she talked about how she took a year off for her mental health. Mm-hmm. Yes, I remember reading that. <laughs> Not Beyonce. <laughs> yeah, Queen B. Queen B. Beyonce says, many of us grew up seeing our parents act as if they were superheroes. Most women have been conditioned to ignore symptoms and just tough it out and focus on taking care of everyone else before themselves. I am no longer one of those people. Exo Nicole says that B explained that she made her new 
newfound perspective and reality after enduring a difficult pregnancy with her twins and deciding to take a year-long hiatus from the industry to focus on getting her mind all the way right. Beyonce explained, After having a difficult pregnancy, I took a year to focus on my health. I have research information on homeopathic medicines. I don't just put any prescription in my body. My diet is important, and I use tools like acupuncture, meditation, visualization, and breathing exercises. <laughs> That's as good as it's going to get. <laughs> Sometimes my tongue will do what I want it to do. But, yeah, um, just to think, everybody is like, so many people look up to Beyonce and just like she is the ultimate businesswoman. Right. But even she's aware of her mental health mm-hmm. and had to take a year off. Everybody's yeah. not able yeah. to take a year off. Right. She is blessed in that way. Yes, very. Try if I take two weeks off. Right. <laughs> <laughs> two days. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I mean. So if you if you guys out there need a break. A mental health break, take it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know Ashley is quick to be like, I need your time away from my phone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I need time away from people. The corner somewhere. <laughs> like, you okay? I'm fine. I, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am fine. So I, I think it is important to take like mental health breaks as you need them. Mm-hmm. The mental health days, I think um, one of the things people think when they take vacation or you take vacation at work, where are you going? Disney World? No, I'm going yeah. home. Yeah, right. I'm In my bed. Be, yes. <laughs> <laughs> like now that I'm getting older, I look forward to those days of like, you know, like it's getting close to Friday. Coworkers be like, "What you doing this weekend?" Oh, what you did this weekend? I'd be like, nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm okay with and that. It feels great. Yes. I'd be like, awesome. "Ooh, it's a Saturday. Ain't got nothing to do." You know. <laughs> <laughs> I look forward to those days. Mm-hmm. So yeah, take care of yourself, y'all. Um, Beyonce talked about it in the interview too as well. Um, she said the more mature I the more I mature, the more I understand my value. I realized I had to take control of my work and my legacy because I wanted to be able to speak directly to my fans in in an honest way. Um there were things in my career that I did because I didn't understand that I could say no. And we all have more power than we realize when we realize we can say no. I know I have a hard time saying no. Um, you do. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I feel like you always come to me every episode. I just be one hand. <laughs> I just like, I would say I say no. I'm just I say I don't think I say no a lot. Um, I'm one of those people. Like if I if I can't do something or I don't want to do something, I avoid saying no, and I'm like I'll see, mm-hmm. knowing mm-hmm. that it's not gonna happen. Yeah, yeah, no, you know. I'm that person. <laughs> um, I don't know. No just seems like uh, a, a bad word, you know. Um, no, period. Kind of mm-hmm. go back to our pity episode. It's kind of like K, you know. <laughs> I still am saying K. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, I guess I got to um, learn how to say no, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like y'all said, no, period. Yeah. If Beyonce can say no, so. So can we? <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel like Beyonce can say no more than we can. <laughs> like you coming to work today? No, us. I'm like, but, yeah, I'll be there at seven o'clock. I'm running late. Like, <laughs> I'm coming. I'm coming. Oh my goodness! All right, looks like that's all the fellowship time for this this part of it. Um, but also, um, 
we wanted to open the floor for you guys. So we'll do you first, Shamika. Um, what song has gotten you through tough times? Mm, what song that has got me through tough times? I have like two songs that I like are my go-to songs. Okay. Um, one is I Won't Let You Fall by Helen Miller. Okay. Um, I've never heard that. That's a gospel song. You have to listen to it. I Won't Let You Fall by Helen Miller. Um, also, um, I have, um, of course, Never Would Have Made It by Marvin oh, yeah. Stapp. Mm-hmm. Of course, that's a classic. And then um, my last one is by Alicia Keys, Wait Till You See My Smile. And basically... Mm-hmm. You know, if you just listen to the words, she's just saying, you know, it's kind of like, it won't be like this always. Like, Ooh, wait yeah. till you see my smile. So, those are the three top songs that I listen to on repeat. Those sound like good songs. I'm yes. excited to hear those two. I won't let you fall and wait till I see you smile. So, I wanted to go ahead and throw a soap for this first part of the episode. <laughs> So, um, my soap is going to come from Philippians 4 and 6 in the Amplified Version. And this is a scripture that has gotten me through a lot of tough times when um, my anxiety was really bad or thoughts were creeping really bad. Um, So, I just wanted to show you guys a soap that I wrote back in October. Okay, so the scripture is... Do not be anxious or worry about anything, but in everything, every circumstance and situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, continue to make your specific request known to God. Um, the observation that I wrote at the time is, the things I worry about, my health, my sickness, this or that, is this a pain I'm feeling, what if I get sick there, worried about taking my medicine and whatnot, I shouldn't worry about it. I need to take these worries and pray to God on them and what I want out of them. I believe God's revealing to me. I don't give things 100% to him. And that's what he wants me to do. Completely turn everything over to him because he can handle it. I like how the verse puts specific in brackets saying you can't give out a general prayer to God. You have to be specific in what you're asking for um, because he knows exactly what you need. Mm-hmm. Don't limit your prayer because God is a limitless God. For my application, I said I can apply this verse to my life by giving my worry completely to God. When a thought pops in my head of worry, I should stop and pray and give God permission to take that thought out of my mind. I have to keep my, keep my mind out of worry after praying to God, I also need to stop worrying completely after giving it to him. Mm-hmm. I need to 100% have faith and believe that God's handling it. So um, earlier this year um, in June, I got sick and um, I I didn't know what was wrong with me. I still don't know what's wrong. Um, but I can say that's when my anxiety got the worst that it has been. And like I told you guys before, like I would Google stuff and I would take on that diagnosis with myself. And I probably was making myself even sicker in areas that, you know, didn't have anything to do with me. 
And so around that time, it was just like a bunch of like negative thoughts in my head. And I came across that verse and I remember just sitting down and memorizing that verse and trying to make my life completely that verse because I would have so much worry and angst in my body. And from me trying not to think negative thoughts, I would just like kind of push them back instead of stopping verbalizing those thoughts and giving it completely over to God. Mm -hmm. And so with that scripture, it helped me to give all of my worry over to God and all of my fear over to him. And he knows what I'm thinking, you know, even if I'm trying to like mask it, he Mm -hmm. knows it. So it's no, it's nothing wrong with verbally saying it out to him, you know, Lord, this is what's in my head. I take it away and give it completely to Mm -hmm. you, you know, and, that verse really helps me with my worry and my anxiety. I always can go to that verse to help me through my tough times. So um, with you guys out there, um, if you have a tough time, try that verse out. Um, I have a list of other verses too that you can um, go to when you have anxiety really bad. Um, 1 Peter 5, 7 um, <clears throat> Philippians 4 and 6 is what I just read, but if you go and read 4 through 8, that's great too. 1 Peter 5 through 8, and then Psalm 94, 19. So when you get a chance, go and read those scriptures. Whenever your anxiety is high and you're having a tough time, um, go to those scriptures and they should help you out. So come back here, same time, next Tuesday. And as always, be, be obedient, obedient and we'll see you guys next time.